From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are wrapping up our In Her Boots podcast series with Betty Anderson of the Old Smith Place, talking about how serving in the military impacts her farming career and how she found healing and comfort with her hands in the soil in navigating her PTSD. Betty Anderson and her husband Dane are the current stewards at the Old Smith Place outside Broadhead, Wisconsin. Their 40 acres is home to a Jersey house cow, as well as goats, chickens, ducks, guinea fowl, and several fuzzy felines. Betty is a Navy veteran and relatively new to farm life, but has been gardening and putting up produce since she was a kid. She currently sells her jams and other canned items under Wisconsin's Cottage Food Law. We are wrapping up our In Her Boots podcast series today with Betty Anderson of The Old Smith Place. Thank you, Betty, for the eclectic array of topics we've covered and shared. And we wanted to end with a topic I know very near and dear to your heart personally, and an important one to share with women everywhere is that caring for yourself and that putting our stories in the forefront. And you have had an incredible military career that has its consequences too, right? As far as the PTSD and the things that are challenges for so many that we need to bring them to the table, right? And support each other and share. And we really appreciate you doing that. And um, tell us more that why this is important for you to talk about. Sure. Um, So almost every veteran who has served in the military comes home with some form of post-traumatic stress. But I have yet to meet a woman who didn't come home with some sort of a sexual assault story. Um, We're not always uh, finding ourselves on the battlefield, um, although that happens. Uh, Women are in all the the jobs now in the service. I remember when I first went in the service, there were 7% women over all the services, all four services combined. And um, so I had some wonderful experiences in the military. It taught me how to to get things done, to to be able to work with any kind of people. It taught me how to be a minority and have compassion for people who live as a minority their whole life. I was a woman in the service. I worked in a job that was not many women were in. And so I experienced um, that kind of isolation when you live in a community that's different from the community that is at large around you. So I feel that Overall, it's been a very positive experience. Taught me how to be tolerant. Taught me how to. Taught me how all people how we're more alike than we are different. 
All um, skills that translate to farming, too. Yeah, they, they've served me well in farming. And also, it's made me not afraid to be a farmer, which is a very male-dominant um, mm. thing. Still, even though women have been farming alongside their male partners for all time, um, we're still considered the farmer's wife sometimes. But I'm not held down by that. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. But, you know... Military people have this sense of mission and getting the job done, and I've carried that with me my whole life um, and since then. And sometimes that's really good because we have this shift of we put aside the bad thing and not focus on it and just push through. Well, you can only push through so long not taking care of your mental health. And I made a habit of that. It was probably 35 years before the proverbial, you know what, hit the fan, and I pretty much fell apart. Um, I was highly functional. I mean, and I would purposefully keep myself very busy with very important things <laughs> because you got to keep that stuff down. But I'm just finding that the more we bring these things to the table, the more we talk about them, the more we find that our story is not a shameful one. Mm-hmm. It's a story that most women share. And so um, it's good if we can talk about it and get it out there and also do the things that we need to do for our mental health. I've had a great experience through the VA, um, getting good health care that I didn't even know I was eligible for. I always thought it would be people who came back with out a leg or an arm that could get help at the VA. But through a series of needs, I found out that I could get care and... um, and that's been wonderful. And so I formed a relationship there through the markets and through through my doctors. And um, and I also received uh, care there for post-traumatic stress. So I went there because I, I had a, a physical problem. I needed surgery and I didn't have any money and I found out I could get care. Well, my I formed a bond with my doctor. And after I was all healed and everything was over, she said, you know, I'd like you to talk to somebody <laughs> because if there's nothing there that they understand, they understand post-traumatic stress when they see it. And so I went through some counseling. I went through several different programs that were very good. And um, about the time all that wrapped up and I was feeling like a, a pretty functional member of society again, um, not that I wasn't highly functional all the time because a lot of military oh, people sure. just... But you were keeping it inside. Right, right. So shortly after that, I met my husband and we ended up on the farm. And the odd part of it was I did not realize that that was going to be such an integral part of my healing. That farm. just farming. Wow. <laughs> I didn't look at that as Right therapy. place, right time. Right place, right time. I ended up out there and it turned out to be the thing, the thing that really brought that final bit of peace into my life that um, sense of growing your own food and um, animals as sentient beings that you care for and they in turn care for you with milk and meat and um, full circle kinds of things. Um, So, you know, since that point in time, there's been, you know, (laughs) that, you know, being in a new community and and seeing the needs, the infrastructure needs, I, I got back in that mode of get it done and say yes and do this and do that. And I, you know, in the last year, it's been a very, very difficult year, just in taking on too much and and forgetting about 
the things I need to do, the margin I need to have in my life in order to have a quiet space in my brain to, yeah. to process things. And so I think that's just very important for women in general, especially women farmers, because farming is a demanding job. <laughs> yeah. 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 What ways did the farm help you? Was it being outside or the hands in the soil or all hands of that? In the animals soil, I know played a big role the livestock, you, right? the hands in the soil, the space. Oh. Um, at first, the space was kind of frightening. I mean, it was like, where are my borders? I can't yeah. defend my, uh, I can't find a corner to defend from, you know, because 40 acres is big. And so I would I would wander the woods with my 357 in my pocket and just be nervous and and just the 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 lifestyle out there and the easing into it brought a sense of peace and that's happened time and time again I would hear people come to the farm and they would like take a deep breath after they'd been there for an hour or so and be like it's so peaceful and so that is something that it's important to me to not to lose that integral piece of what it means to be out there on the land and to have that. And so it's kind of why I agreed to do the In Her Boots uh, this year for this year's Soil Sister Weekend. The workshop. To host yeah, it. The yeah, because, you know, I, um, I really wanted to just bring up those kind of topics to, yeah. to say that not just to paint a pretty picture of what farming is because it is, but also to, um, to talk about self-care yeah. and, and the things that you need to do in order to, yep. to, to be a farmer. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Benny. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That Are there ways you've learned to like identify when things are getting out of control it's hard isn't it it is really hard I mean this year was really hard some things that um caused me to open my and really hurt me were to hear my husband say things like I I miss you oh yeah and and he's he's a dear dear guy and to have him open up like that and say you know I I got some work to do here because you need to be available to your family and to the people who are at your best at your yourself. Best. Yeah. That they should get the best of you and not the rest of the world get the best. And mm. those people get the leftovers. That's good advice that we forget. Yeah. 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 So that was a big thing. And, um, yeah, when I'm finding myself too busy to read, too busy to write, writing is a, is a, a good catharsis. Um, like for me, at least for journal writing or, yeah, that was a kind of a big part of my healing process too. The more times I wrote out about what happened to me or my story, the less power it had over me. Ah, sure. Some people aren't writers, you know, that talking is good and some people aren't talkers either, but, you know, to find a, a way of, a cathartic way to um, relieve that kind of stress was a good therapy for me. So when I find myself snapping at the people I love, that's a real red flag for me. And being too busy in itself is is a red flag for me as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's hard. I know with the farming season, there's the opportunity for season, but the reality is we all have things going on all year, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. have other Absolutely. jobs, your bookkeeping job, and most of us have other hats, paid hats, in addition Definitely. to the farm. And 
Therefore, there's never really any time off. <laughs> right. Clearly. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm not a mom, but most people are raising children as well as farming and working jobs and and doing that. And so that's one of the things that brings me back to my, my sisters, my um, soil sisters, my, my women farmer friends. Um, I, I would encourage any woman anywhere to develop a relationship with the women in their community because we need each other. <laughs> we work so damn hard. And we need to look out for each other. <laughs> and you look out a for good each point other. Because I think when you know the women in your community, you know, well, you know sometimes when trauma hits mm -hmm. to be able to support, mm -hmm. but even more so just the adding up stress of everyday life. Do you know, right? Yeah, They're not, we're not even maybe talking about things that are critical individually, but when you just add them up, it's too much mm -hmm. of a load. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that too, I think has a lot to do with having some space to appreciate the joy of the farm right and we've we've yeah. been talking about that indirectly yeah. this whole time but for you with the canning that's a joyful it's practice a joyful right and, but um, if you're feeling rushed or or yeah. or it loses that to some degree right that and that's another thing that happened this year is i found myself getting in a fight with my husband almost every single time i would get to canning because the kitchen would be dirty and it wouldn't you know i'd have to spend a half a day cleaning the kitchen and getting things ready beforehand. And it was like, you know, if I wasn't so busy, I might have been helping to keep the kitchen clean all the time and doing more of a partnership thing. But I kind of relinquished the kitchen this year to my husband and then got angry when it wasn't <laughs> left the way I expected it. And so, yeah. You go with those expectations. And then it kind I of ruined, you. yeah, it kind of ruined those things, which, you know, that were... And then to hear, I miss you. And it's like, wow, okay, things are out of control and I need to I need Those to reality things in. checks. Yeah. And yeah. For you too, it sounds like that you as part of your healing process really need that time hands in the soil and you know, hands in the farm projects mm -hmm. and all of that mm -hmm. that uh again take time. They do. They do. Yeah. It's a you know, it's it's a journey we're all on. I hear you. It's there's yeah. not a right or wrong of things, right. but it's that Absolutely. acknowledgement that, and it's I really appreciate you always so willing to share your story at our in her boots workshops and here of just that we know we're not in this alone and, yeah. and yeah. that no everybody else doesn't have it together either and that's okay yeah. we're all in yeah. the same it's very liberating yeah yeah <laughs> are there things you've learned along the way to let go of and I don't you know really any category are there uh things that you might have felt were important that really aren't or perspectives so, you've changed yeah in the think, kitchen <laughs> yeah yeah I think um some of that I don't know if it comes from getting older or just so normally this is a male trait I think that who we are is really tied up in what we do or for most men. Um, but maybe it was because I worked in male dominant, uh, jobs over my years or because I, I was working so hard to compete with men that I tied what I do to my worth. And, um, that's been a hard one to let go of, but to be able to say, um, just because I can do something and do it well, I don't have to. 
I don't have to do it just yes. because I can. And, and probably it's better if someone else gets to step up and do that thing. And, um, and to be able to step back and, and just ex- both accept and embrace that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I find that myself of, there's just things, especially I think as you get into midlife that one needs to let go of. Yeah, and multitasking. No. Well, yeah, as a category, <laughs> let go of no, that. But no. even projects, I That's see serious. things that mm-hmm. were have evolved over the years that, yes, are part of our farm identity. Mm. And you have to lose it entirely, but you don't have to necessarily be doing it 24-7 either. True. And that True. opens up space for things that... Uh, who knows what might come, right? <laughs> yeah. And and so sometimes for me, opening up space like that is a little scary because um, sometimes when we open up a space, things bubble up to the surface that need addressing and you find that out. <laughs> that so, might not be so pretty. So, yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's okay too because we all have that stuff. And so pretty much every woman has these things sadly well we, we both you know, give each other space and yeah. also hold each other accountable that mm-hmm. you need to make changes and it can't always be the same old same old are there mm-hmm. are there i don't new things i don't know it could be anything from something you want to grow or something you want to do that you see in the next couple of years that maybe hasn't been there so more peppers yeah always more peppers <laughs> but no truly i i I just want to create the space so that when the thing comes, that we can go for it. I mean, there there are just so many things, and we don't know what's coming down the pike. This coronavirus right now. I mean, things are going to come down, and um, you know, to be able to have space to not run into a panic when when the stuff hits the fan, to be able to just say, "Hey, let's uh, get together and come at this thing." Yeah. That's great. For sure. Thank you so much for sharing, Betty. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable, organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.